Starring Bela Day in... But, Ma, that's my favorite movie. Oh, well, all right. But don't you spend too much time in front of that TV. Do you hear me? Yes, Ma. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. But, Ma, that's my favorite movie. And I am your host, B. Lede. If you are new to this podcast, let me tell you how it works. I grew up in the blockbuster era where it was fun to go rent movies. It was literally a pastime. You had to be there. So I'm excited to share with you the many movies I have seen when I was younger and just the ones I've seen throughout my years. Now, whether you're hearing about a movie for the first time or going down memory lane, my job is to bring you two movies that fit into a different theme each episode. You should also know there will be multiple parts to majority of these themes. Now, even though the movies I discuss will more than likely be older, when I tell you the summary, I don't spoil the ending in case you never heard of it and would want to watch it. So you are in for a treat today, which I hope doesn't turn into a trick and I hope it keeps you coming back for more. Today's episode is titled, But Ma, That's My Favorite Horror Movie. (laughs) And before we get into that theme, let's do a bit of house cleaning first. I want to let you know about my social media and my website. I'm available on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So follow any of the pages where you will get a sneak peek about upcoming episodes, which I do with a game called Guess the Theme Slash Movies. My website is butmathatsmyfavoritemovie.com. You can write reviews on there, give movie or theme suggestions, and more. All of the handles to the social media and link to the website are in the show notes slash description box below. Make sure if you're loving the episodes to give us a review on the Apple Podcast app or on my website. If you do, you'll get a shout out on one of my episodes. All right, so our theme today is horror movies. So as spooky month is coming to a close, unfortunately, I don't know if you are a fan of Halloween, but I definitely am. And I love this month. I enjoy it, just everything it represents, just all the cool things surrounding it. I always enjoy it when it comes around because my favorite months are September, October, November. So I really enjoy this time of the year. But unfortunately, it is coming to an end. Halloween is literally just a day away now at this point. (laughs) And I'm sad to see it go, but, you know, it's just how it works. So even though we have talked about horror movies in the 70th episode, of course, I have to just talk about horror movies in general in this episode, which is what we're going to do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. Lights, camera, action. I hope you slept well. Maybe I should whip you up some breakfast. That quote is by Laura, played by Lynn Shay, and... The first movie we're going to dive into is Dead End. Now, this is probably a movie you have or haven't heard of. 
to be honest, I've never heard people really mention this movie like ever. (laughs) So I'm not sure how many people have actually heard about it, but I'm excited to tell you about it because I absolutely adore this movie. It is so, so good. It was released November 9th, 2004, which is interesting because this type of movie is definitely in the horror genre. So you would expect it to come out in October, but it came out a month later and it still has the same effect. So the director and writers of this movie is Jean-Baptiste Andrea, who also directed Big Nothing and the other person was Fabrice Ganepa. All right, let's go ahead and get into this summary. So we have a family consisting of a mom named Laura dad named Frank and two adult kids named Richard and Marion and then we have Marion's boyfriend named Brad and they are currently on the road as they're headed to the family on the mom's side to celebrate Christmas. Frank is the one driving and at one point everyone is asleep. Frank begins to doze off as well which almost causes a wreck as he swerves into the opposite lane by them. Then they end up avoiding the wreck and are only shook up since this wakes everyone up and does catch them off guard. After, you know, catching their breath and kind of realizing what just happened, Frank ends up checking the car to make sure it's all right. And once they realize everything is fine, they start back up on the road. Now, Laura is wondering what road they are on. And Frank tells her like, hey, I took a shortcut because I was starting to get bored and I was trying to avoid going to sleep which obviously we know that did not work. Now, as they're driving along, they try to make the best of the trip by singing songs, but after a while, tensions grow as Richard, who's the sarcastic jokester, continues to throw insults at Brad. And then we have Laura and Frank, you know, kind of getting irritated with each other because Laura, to me, she kind of has like this jolly personality, maybe a little bit naive sometimes, And as she's trying to make the mood light or ask questions or make conversation, this actually irritates Frank. So as they are driving, uh, at one point, Frank notices a woman in the woods. He stops the car and tries to see if she's still there. And he doesn't see her until a woman appears next to their car, which we can assume that is probably the woman he saw in the woods. And they decide to turn back to go look in this cabin that they had passed a while ago to see if they have a phone so they can call 911 because none of their phones have signal and it does look like the woman may have been in an accident or got hurt somehow because she has like the scratch on her forehead and she looks really pale and she just doesn't look right and so from there strange things begin to happen as they notice that this road seems never ending and this isn't your typical horror movie. It does have a lot of elements of like the mystery in there, but it does definitely still give you horror vibes when you watch it, but it is different. And as you're watching it, you're trying to figure out like what is going on. So there's not a lot of jump scares or like, you know, this killer chasing them or anything like that. Um, it's very unique in its own way of how it was presented into the genre but it still does its job and it's just a movie I enjoy watching every year all right let's go ahead and get into this cast and to be honest it's really not a big cast in this film which 
I like <laughs> one because when I'm listing it off, there's not that many people to list, but also allows you to, you know, focus in and zone in on, you know, less people in the story. So we have Ray Wise, who plays Frank Harrington. He also did a voice in Batman, The Killing Joke, and he was in Jupiter's Creepers. We have Lynn Shea, who plays Laura Harrington. Now, we've talked about her before because she was also in the movie Something About Mary, and she's really known for being in the Insidious franchise. I did recently find out that she was also in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was the first one. And you know what? To me, we can definitely deem her as a horror queen, and we stand horror queens over here, okay? So I definitely appreciate her, what she has brought to the horror genre. All right, then we have Mick Kane, who plays Richard Harrington. He was in Drag Me to Hell and was in the Bold and the Beautiful series. We have Alexandra Holden, who plays Marion Harrington. She was in Drop Dead Gorgeous and Hot Chick. We have Amber Smith, who plays the Lady in White. She was in L.A. Confidential and American Beauty. And last but not least, we have Steve Valentine, who is the Man in Black. He did a voice in the animation called Mr. Peabody and Sherman and was also in The Walk. All right. And so we only have one interesting, you know, fun fact for this movie. And that is this movie was a smash hit on home media earning $77 million in DVD sales. Now, mind you, when I was looking up when this movie first came out, it looks like it didn't even get a theatrical release. It was straight to DVD movie. I don't know if maybe originally it came out on TV and then went to DVD or went to DVD and then came out on TV. So it did very, very well. And I feel like it's telling of the movie because when I tell you that this is actually a good movie, it is. I mean, that proves it in the sales because normally movies that go to DVD, you really don't expect them to do that well because normally mainstream movies are going to have theatrical release and you expect them to do well because they're even getting that type of release. But the fact that it went to DVD and it did so well, you know, it just says a lot about the movie. So I really, really enjoy it. I feel like it will keep you on your toes the entire time. And it's just really interesting. It's unique. It's different than your typical horror movie. So I definitely enjoy it. So if you ever do get a chance, I highly recommend you check out this movie. It's really, really good. All right, let's go into the next movie that we have here. All right, Lights, Camera, Action, Werewolves, Zombies, and Demons of Every Variety. They've all descended on the normally sleepy town of Warren Valley, Ohio, where the holiday of all of its strange traditions are taken very seriously. It's only eight o'clock and the streets are already packed with costumed visitors, some to show off, others to blend in, but all to celebrate the magical night of Halloween, the one night a year where we can pretend to be the scariest thing we can think of. The next movie we're going to be talking about is trick or treat that quote is by the reporter that is at the parade during the film all right this movie was released october 4th 2007 and the director and writer is michael doherty and he also directed and i believe wrote krampus as well 
All right, let's get into the summary. So we're in a small town with a couple that is arriving home on Halloween and the woman wants to blow out the candle in the jack-o'-lantern, but the man tells her not to because Halloween isn't over and she shouldn't because the legend is that you will blow out the candle once Halloween is officially over. And she doesn't care and she decides to do it anyways because she doesn't believe in any of that. And then she decides that she wants to take all the Halloween decorations down because she knows her boyfriend won't do it in the morning when she wants him to, even though she would prefer him to do it. And plus her mom is coming in the morning and she knows she'll freak out if she sees all of these decorations. So the boyfriend goes upstairs to wait for her and he actually puts on a tape because he's trying to get some booty. And so as she starts taking things down, you know, she's seeing the kids in the street trick-or-treating and she does see this creepy person standing across the street looking at her, but she doesn't think anything of it. Now, the decorations she has in her yard are actually like these, it's like these ghosts. So it's like on this cross where she, they put a sheet over to make it look like there's a bunch of ghosts. So she's taking these sheets down and one of the sheets ends up covering her by something that we don't see and it kills her and the boyfriend who was upstairs after some time he had fell asleep he ends up waking up and he realizes that she isn't inside yet so he goes outside to check on her and he ends up finding her head on one of like the crosses that they had set up in the yard so of course that freaks him out and that's our intro because this movie deals a lot with the celebration of Halloween and just the different entities and myths and, you know, legends that go along with it. And that's what I love about this movie. It is very unique as well. But what I'm going to do, because normally I, you know, I'll tell you the summary up until the major plot point, but I just don't want to give away too much. So I'm just going to kind of give you the basics of this plot. So... In the story, we have four different storylines within it, and they are actually connected. So one of them is four girls who have a party that they're going to be throwing in the middle of the woods, and they're all trying to find dates. And one of the girls is having a little bit more difficulty trying to find a date, but she does end up coming across one that initially she doesn't even invite but it's more like he's stalking her and they end up meeting up and I don't want to get too much into it and end up spoiling it or anything but she does end up finding a date that she necessarily doesn't even ask to come. Then another story we have is a principal who is actually living a double life and has a very dark secret that he's hiding from everyone ironically not from someone closest to him but he's partaking in all these activities you wouldn't expect a principal to be doing then another story we have is there's these kids who are trick-or-treating and as they're trick-or-treating they're trying to gather jack-o'-lanterns because one of the girls in the group has another plan for them to participate in paying respects to this urban legend that she's heard in the town and to just visit a site where something had actually happened but there's a twist with that 
And then last but not least, we have an old man who is an introvert and seems really grumpy and just stays in his house. And, you know, he's not the nicest person, but we find out as to why he acts the way he does. And then in the midst of everything that's going on, there is what seems like a little kid who has this like almost potato sack over their head the whole movie and you can tell it looks like an entity that's maybe not human but you're not quite sure but they're walking around with a sack on their head with like this orange kind of jumpsuit and so he's there to make sure everyone is playing by the rules of Halloween and he is like the figure of Halloween the same as Santa is to Christmas or the bunny is to Easter. His job is to make sure everything is running smoothly. And this is another movie that's not your typical horror movie. There's not just one, you know, villain or just one killer. You know, it's very different. But I love, love this movie. Um, It's very entertaining. It just... It's just, it's unique and it just has different things that you wouldn't expect in a horror movie. So I really, really enjoy this movie. And you just get a little bit of everything in there. All right, let's go ahead and get into this cast. So we have Anna Paquin who plays Lori. I know her from True Blood and you probably do too. And she was also in the like new generation of X-Men. We have Brian Cox who plays Mr. Krieg. And he was in X-Men 2, X-Men United and also Troy. And then we have Dylan Baker, who plays Steven, and he was in Revolutionary Road and Selma. We have Rochelle Eight, who plays Maria, and she was in Medea's Family Reunion and White Chicks. Then we have Quinn Lord, who plays Sam, and he was in the series Once Upon a Time and The Man in the High Castle. Then we have Lauren Lee Smith, who plays Danielle, and she was in Mutant X and The Shape of Water. We have Monica Delane, who plays Janet. She was in the series A Million Little Things and Three Days in Havana. We have Tomo Pinnicket, who also played in Dollhouse and Battlestar Galactica. And then we have Brett Kelly, who plays Charlie. He was also in Bad Santa and Unaccompanied Minors. Then we have Britt McKelp, who plays Macy. And they were in Mission to Mars and did a voice in Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And then last but not least, we have Jean-Luc Belodo. And he was also in Piranha and Baby Daddy. All right, let's go ahead and get into some fun facts. The first one we have is most of the jack-o'-lanterns were made out of either foam or ceramic. And an on-set joke was that no pumpkins were harmed during the making of this movie, which I'm assuming cleaning up actual pumpkins would have been a lot more work. So I guess if you can create replicas with a different material, that's probably the easiest way to go. All right, the second fun fact that we have is the film is based on Michael Doherty's animated short film, Seasons Greetings, which came out in 96. And it debuted the character of Sam. All right. The third fun fact that we have is the film had many title changes before filming began. So originally it was titled Season Greetings, which is the name of the short film we just mentioned. But it was changed because it sounded too much like a Christmas film. Then it was called Halloween Terrors. 
The next one was Jack-O-Lantern Tales. We also had October 31st and Trick or Treat. And the final title was kept because since there was already a movie of the same name, they changed the spelling to Trick and just the letter R, Treat. So I think that's interesting when, you know, movies go through a title change because, you know, originally when he did season greetings to him, that sounded appropriate. But I guess from a marketing standpoint, like they were saying, it sounded more of Christmas than Halloween. So trick or treat end up working. All right. And the fourth fun fact that we have is Anna Pack's character, Lori, is named after Lori Strode from Halloween. And then another homage to Halloween we have here. In the fifth fun fact, the look of Brian's character is based on the director, John Carpenter. And I actually had to look up John Carpenter. Please don't, um, don't judge me. So I looked up the way he looked and then, you know, I looked at the character that Brian played and I said, oh, okay, now I see that. Um, and if you are a John Carpenter stan, then you would have recognized that already. So I think that's very interesting. And to be honest, there was a lot of things in this movie that paid homage to classic horror movies. So that's also cool. Well, those are all the movies that we're going to talk about today. If you have some time to fit these movies in before Halloween, I would highly suggest it. I love both of them. They're just really, really, really good movies. But that is all that I have for you today. So make sure to comment below if you plan on seeing these movies or if you already have, please share your thoughts about them as well. And then also if you have any other behind the scenes info or you may have some corrections on what I said, then feel free to comment below. Now, before I head out, I want to thank my listeners. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. You're a real one, period. And if you're a new listener, thank you for stopping by and giving my podcast a chance. I really appreciate it. Now, don't forget to follow my social media to get information about upcoming episodes. And also, I've mentioned before that I have a Facebook group where one, um, it's called just movies, television, etc. And literally, we just talk about any and every movies coming out, just movie discussions in general, you know, just the basis of that. Not necessarily things that I'm saying on this podcast, but it's just a general movie group. And then I have a screenwriting Facebook group and it's just called Screenwriting Etc. And we could talk about industry stuff. We could talk about, you know, questions that you have as far as writing a script, questions you have towards the industry or just, you know, anything to do with, you know, screenplay writing and all of that. So feel free to join those as well. All right. Well, I am wishing everyone a very, very happy and safe Halloween. I hope you have a blast. You know, last year people didn't really get to celebrate like they wanted to, but this year you can definitely do it. So please enjoy yourself, have fun, let loose, and just have a grand old time. And you know what time it is. The show's over, the credits are rolling, and I'll see you at the next show time. And don't forget to stay spooky. Oh!